You are listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olympiacos fans from Melbourne to Baltimore, from London to Piraeus. We are four Olympiacos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never lose the latest updates and stories of the team you love. This is our team, our city, and our land. You're listening to the Gate 7 International Podcast. Welcome to the Gate 7 International Podcast, your official English source for all things Olympiakos FC and Greek football. You're listening to episode number 79. My name is Peter Thompson. I'm here with my co-hosts, Lambro Sirmos and Costa Levoyanis. We've, uh, we've got finished watching a very exciting game, a nil-nil draw a few hours ago between Olympiakos and Asteras Tripolis. So we're going to talk about that. We know there are some some player names that are definitely gonna gonna spark some discussion here, and uh, we hope some of the folks listening live have some some takes to give us as well. As always, um, we do have a couple housekeeping things as always before we do jump into the game discussion. Uh, firstly, we will be hosting our first annual awards show at the end of the season, so this will be happening on May twenty third, the day after the Greek Cup final, so everything will be all wrapped up. Voting is going to open on Monday, May 10th. So if you're listening live, that's tomorrow. Uh, we will have more information about that on our socials, Gate7INTL, on how to vote. Uh, we're not going to spoil the categories yet, but as you know, they'll be out tomorrow. We will say, in honor of Gate7, there are seven different awards that you can vote for. And the fan voting uh, is going to count into the uh, the total awards along with our votes and the votes of the Gate7International.com blog team. So keep an eye out for that. We're super excited uh, for that to happen and to, to look back on the season. It should be fun for all involved. Uh, additionally, we would like to say thank you to our sponsor, Piraeus International. Piraeus International has been helping Greeks ship to and from the motherland during COVID-19. Shipments to Greece are going out from Baltimore, Maryland every month. Fill any large U-Haul box, 18 by 18 by 24. Send it to our friends in Baltimore and it will be shipped to the port of Piraeus for only $50. Better yet, fill in a large wardrobe box and send it for $100. Give them a call at 410-675-4696 or send an email to sales at PiraeusINTL.com. We do also have a couple news things to get into. The one thing I wanted to talk about uh, is a quote from Ushenu Ba, who, you know, obviously uh, has had a pretty solid season, but we've been a bit critical of him of late. Um, he has basically come out and said, uh, he feels very content with his time at Olympiacos. He says, I've got nothing more to prove here in Greece. I'm coming from another season where we've won the championship for the second time in a row. I feel ready for the premier league, but at the moment there's nothing concrete, only rumors. So this, uh, I don't know guys. Um, I like Ba. I think if you go on the website and look at my profile has Ba as my favorite player. I've always been someone to stand stand for Ba when Lambro criticizes him for no reason. Uh, <laughs> there are some some instances of this when he's played. But this really puzzled me um, because let's be honest, guys, like we knew at the beginning of the year we were going to win the Greek League. So it's sort of uh, it's it's it, if you're going to come to me and be like, yes, what an accomplishment. We've won the championship in Greece. Like, yeah, you were you were supposed to 
you know, it's it's not like a huge accomplishment. For me, a huge accomplishment would have been last 16 Champions League. Ba has not made it to the last 16 of the Champions League in his two years of, at, at Olympiacos. So in my eyes, he has not accomplished everything that, you know, he could possibly set out to do. He, you know, and it has to be said, he got sent off in the Europa League game against Arsenal at the end of the game. So um, he should remember how horrible it felt to be sitting on the bench crying and, and losing the game or losing the tie, I should say. He should remember how that feels uh, when he thinks about if he's accomplished everything. And honestly, this type of behavior, it, it does sort of uh, spawn the question of like, is he going to be heading out? Uh, we have a 16-year-old center back who's future world-class player. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get into him later. But I mean, seriously, seriously, like, what do you guys think of these quotes? Am I the only one, even as like a boss, supporter, and fan, like, am I the only one who's a bit upset by this? Do you want to so go, I go. Yeah, yeah the, I know what you're going to say. Go ahead, man. Of it. Like, we've known the attitude is there, right? Like, this is something I talked about. This is something I talked about. I don't think anyone else. Man, no, else I, just... I think this is different, though. Like, it's one thing in the heat of the moment to, like, yell it at is. a ref. You know, you're, you're in the heat of competition. You want to win. You're angry. But this is like him, you know, sitting in his crib in Glifada just, like, resting on his laurels of winning the Greek championship against nothing teams who bottle it. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's almost, I, I, if anything, he should look back and be like, okay, I'm, I've like got some things I need to work on here with, with the attitude. Like I, I've not accomplished everything. I don't think I'm ready for the premier league. I need to get better, but yeah, we don't I see think, that. <clears throat> yeah. I, I go ahead. Kosa, please. I think there are two things. I think, one, I just don't see it happening this summer. He's just come back from surgery. I mean, he's he's had surgery. They're saying he's going to be back uh, pre-season after a surgery on his his hip or is it his waist? I mean, that's uh, that's a pretty serious surgery to undertake. So first of all, he needs to come back from that. He needs to get back into training. Uh, we we we're coming off the end of a long season, going into another long season where we're going to be starting earlier than any other any other preseason before we launch ourselves into a European campaign from probably, uh, hopefully, the second round of U European uh, Champions League qualifiers. So he needs to hold his horses a little bit and get, you know, he needs a serious reality check on that front. The second thing is his agent, Pierre Issa, is uh, there's a lot of activity going on around there. Because uh, there's this whole story with Madi Kamara uh, looking to get away after three seasons. Uh, there's a breakup in the relationship there. We know that Kamara, Ba, and Cisse are all, well, part of his uh, Play 11 shop. Um, Cisse is, you know, hotly tipped to probably get a transfer, even if Sententien doesn't pay his 13 million release clause. I'm seeing a lot of his players, uh, you know, pushing their agent. To get uh, to get bids in from other leagues, that's what I'm seeing in in all of this as well. And I think it's just another another PR move. Yeah, and I mean the thing with with Madi Kamara, I don't know. It, it would be like to see Madi switch agents to Mino Raiola. Like that would be something else. I think we briefly mentioned it on the last episode, and and uh, one of our new blogs as well briefly mentions it. Uh, don't shoot the messenger. Um, entertaining and thought-provoking stuff as well on Gate790TL.com. Kavro Geropoulos. We'll get into Kavro Geropoulos in a little bit. 
I'm patent. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm putting a patent on that. I'm to George. I'm, I'm honestly disappointed that I didn't think of it first. I have to. I have to be honest with you, Costa. But yeah, I mean, but no, it is the the whole Pierre saw situation is interesting. Um, I mean, I think Madi's gonna be getting his move some some way or another. And Cisse, I mean, this guy deserves like a move. I mean, I'd take him back, but he's been absolutely stunning on loan at Saint-Étienne in Liga and good competition. And uh, we'll see what happens. There's a really interesting discussion to be had about our centre-backs next year because... Huge! (laughs) We're going to get into this. We're going to get into this. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if we want to get into that now, but I mean, I'm I'm fucking excited by that 16-year-old that we saw today. (laughs) Jeez. Uh, Uzi's class, man. Uzi's class. But Lambro, I'll tell you what, Lambro... You've got some transfer news ball. for us. Run through this. Okay. Sh- run through it quickly, and then we'll okay, talk about how to get Yeah. Okay. We'll get into the center backs, but first, I'm going to go through some transfer news. So, as we've been saying, and as you all know, Jose Mourinho is off to Rome, Roma FC, of course. And with that, there's big rumors of our Portuguese players heading out to out to Rome. So this time it's Ruben Semedo was linked uh, this morning with a move to Roma. Uh, we'll see where this goes. Like, I don't know whether this is just like easy names being thrown out because Jose Mourinho is not the coach. There's like actual, actual rumors. And furthermore, both Frankfurt and Fenerbahce are supposedly in for Bruma. So the club, of course, is interested in bringing him back. A lot of people are excited. Bruma out. Bruma out movement is gaining steam after that shocking first half again. But so Bruma may be out the door heading to Germany or back to Turkey. Interesting news. Reports out today also that Reese Nelson remains high on the list of wingers to coming in. And another winger who we have discussed about, Adi did that deep dive into him. I forget which episode it was. Quaison. Quaison. The Swedish winger, uh, and Adi said no, he sucks. So he's going to be on a free transfer. He scored around six, seven goals in Germany this year. Adi says no. We'll 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 keep monitoring that. But his name is in the papers. Hopefully, it doesn't become Gary Rodriguez 2.0. Also, oh, one last ahead, point. Man. I guess I'll make one, one last point. I'll make. Eunice Belhanda has has cooled off. Like, weren't we supposed to hear an answer next week? And there was a big offer, and he was going to say yes, he was going to say no, blah, 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 blah. I haven't read anything about Eunice Belhanda, guys, so we'll keep an eye on that. But, yeah, that's mostly the transfer rumors for now. Uh, if anything pops up, we will let you guys know. Belhanda was some nice uh, transfer fodder to keep us occupied for a few days, maybe a week. Big up, Eunice Belhanda. We appreciate <laughs> as As people looking to find things to talk about in this boring part of the season. Um, there, was, there was one thing interesting about Bruma that I read in the press last week. They were saying that, okay, basically, where's the club at in their thinking? Do we want to keep Bruma? How are we going to keep him, etc.? cetera? Um, apparently, what the club wants to do is extend his loan, of course, uh, and put a, a fixed uh, fixed price at the end of the loan. So to say there's an obligation to buy at the end, that's how they're going to try and and, uh, and and make a deal, but I think we have until until the end of May. Until the end of May, uh, we have a first option, uh, and then after that, it's uh, it's open open season for anybody who who's interested in the player. Open season for the Turkish league to go pick him up. Um, Honestly, anyway, though, 
are are we i don't want to stick on the the topic too long but are we scared like the club is going to get pressured into buying him because they're like oh no like german and turkish teams are coming like we got to secure this bruma guy maybe he's worth it blah 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 like i don't i don't think we're pressured by turkish teams maybe german no but i just i wonder if like the club's gonna like pedro martin's gonna be like we really i really want bruma like i want bruma bad and the club's just gonna be like okay well we'll we'll give the we'll give the the six five six million whatever to try and keep him like i really really hope that's not the case because it's gonna be a big chunk of our transfer budget and you think they'll let him i they're never going to pay. The club's never going to pay five to six million for this player. That's I Bjorn mean, Engel's knock on money. wood. Knock on wood. No. That is Bjorn Engel's money. That's the big money. Can you say Bjorn Engel? Bjorn Engel. Peter really had to say that Bjorn Engel's money. God damn it. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's talk about Karo yeah. Garofalos, guys. Now's the time. People are already clamoring for it. We've got Fetanos in here. What are we going to do with two amazing young talents at CB? And three amazing CVs plus CSA. I mean, yes, the question the questions are there. So I mean, and the thing is, you know, as we've said, Semedo, Cisse, and maybe even Ba, although I think Costa's right that Ba is going through some injury problems and he's not going to be very appeasing for clubs. But we could see two or three center backs leave in the summer. We've got Markovic coming back on or, or you know, he could be coming back on loan. It's of course not confirmed. We've got Karo Geropoulos who was amazing today for folks who didn't watch the game, just like incredibly what? confident on the ball. Fantastic. Like pocketed Barares, uh, one of the highest scoring strikers in the league. We've got Christophilopoulos as well, who we've heard of uh, as being a good prospect. And he's made the squad a couple times, I guess, but you know, it's an interesting situation and we could potentially maybe see uh, another more veteran center back, maybe a veteran Greek center back that doesn't play for the national team anymore uh, coming into the fold as well. That would certainly be a nice addition. We only also sign can, Greek. Yeah. We only sign Greek veterans that don't play for the national team. <laughs> yeah. As it should be. <laughs> as it should be. But can can I Manolas. jump in real quick? I <laughs> Manolas. I'd love to see Manolas back, but I I completely forgot to put this in the news section. But I don't know if you guys saw it on Gazeta GR. Delia Giar, they uh, .gr, they oh, they did an article with Svetsovar Markovic. I don't know if you guys read this piece, and he said, "I wasn't ready the first time I went to Olympiakos to become a first team player. I want to become. I believe that I can play and become a key player for Olympiakos this time around. I think I'm ready." Um, that's also interesting. You read the headline? Yeah. He gave a yeah. whole interview and with uh, Samolis, I think, the guy who moved from Sport 24. Anyway, so it was really interesting because he's really amped. Like, he's <laughs> he's ready to come back and, like, win the job. Um, so there's just so much that can happen. And I want to – if we move some of these players, like, is it too much to say that we may make 45 million euros in this transfer window? If, even more, 60 million euros if Dude, Mari Camara leaves. If, if say leaves. Like, if Madi's, if uh, Mino Raiola becomes Madi's agent, like that could be having that name next to him could be like gargantuan for that fee. And Semedo yeah. and Cisse, I think, is like a 15 million euro player at this point because exactly. he's been doing really well in a top five league. And Semedo, I think, is also going to be worth a good bit if he wants to go. So, like those three, that's big money, I would say. And then maybe, maybe even Ba, who knows. You're looking at around 50 million in transfer fees. If you sell, That's I mean, S- S- Semedo, Cisse, Bar, 
the, and Saar. The, the Let's not forget Saar is gone Saar, as well. Jesus huh? Christ. Then you're, you're, you're talking way above 50 million. To be fair, the money for Saar probably goes straight back into a new goalkeeper, not we're not going with Christensen to start. Lambro don't doesn't matter how much you want it. <laughs> My but Roma that, friends I mean, tell me that uh, Pau Lopez will be available in the summer. I'm not because sure we want that. Shit. I'm <laughs> so. not sure we want that. Pau Lopez, the Roberto 2.0. We'll see. <laughs> Another Spanish keeper who can revive his career in Greece. I don't know. I, I've heard he's quite bad, but they did pay 23 million euros on him for him so i don't know there's some people that are really trying to you know breathe some life into the gg buffon <laughs> rumor that came out I, no, no. no. <laughs> i don't know absolutely about that. not i don't know about that um yeah anyway peter can i can we do this right now how many center backs do we want on the roster just real quick say to me guys four or five, five. for next year five five if you're playing especially three, with right? this three four three man yeah. Yeah, we want five. So but I I'm think gonna, the five included yeah. in the five is Karogeropoulos and Markovic. I would say. Holebas. Yeah. Well, and we Holebas. can count Holebas as a centre back potentially as well. Yeah, he's not going to be playing left back next season. Yeah. If if and, if he stays. Yeah. If he stays. And Socrates is one hundred percent going to be in there. So yep. the question is yep. really, Ba. So there, if we keep keep those two young guys, then we've got. We, we've got we've got some decisions to make like so i'm kind of interested like in a i can't i don't know if you can say even because we don't know who's going to get sold you know as well but like you know what man are five center backs this is what i see semedo and cse both go um we bring in a player maybe it's like manolas maybe it's shiovas although uh, i know like shiovas might stay in spain as he's done and hop to another relegation tier club but if he wants to win trophies he can come here uh, he's certainly welcome, but you know, I, I think we buy another player of that pedigree, you know, hopefully, uh, someone who lives up to the big price tag. Um, we, we buy them with some of that Cisse Semedo money and then Ba I think stays and is the third choice. And you know what, if Ba wants to really prove that he's, he's ready for the premier league and accomplished everything he can accomplish in Greece, then he'll win the starting spot. Uh, if not, he's a useful rotation piece and a very good third string for for Greece. And uh, I think those three plus Markovic plus Holebas plus um, the young players uh, plus Avram, obviously, because he has Avram's to gone has um, to be gone there, right? Should we just consider him gone? He might, I guess. Well, is he gonna? Has he confirmed he wants to be like Toro CD's two basically, and and be have a technical role with the team? I. Know. I don't I see any harm in letting him play if he wants to play another year. Yeah, but th this it's is like the problem. Like, string. yeah, but they like rely on him though. They like play him in games like against Pauk. They in play the him in games that, after we won the the chip, man. It's, it's yeah, but I do just don't want Costa, to like. I don't want Costa, to. I feel like anymore. you've been a pretty like proponent of Avram because you're like older than all of us and like you've you've been there for the top moments of Avram, whereas I have not. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not going to compare Avram to what he is now to what he was 10 years ago, but exactly, it's um, it's more of a dressing room thing. Like, if, pff, I, I was listening to chat on the radio about this earlier in the week, and I think Nikola Kopoulos was saying, you know, Avram Avram's in good shape for his age, but at 37, okay, like centre backs, they don't run like a midfielder does. But you need to you need to be able to sprint, 
and it's it's uh, it's stop and start when you're a centre back. You need to um, you need to be more agile. You need to be faster, and he's not getting any faster. He's getting older. I think he's a key part of the dressing room. What I worry about is um, with Semedo leaving. He's a really important part in the dressing room for the like bringing the foreign players close together and making the link with the Greeks as well. And you can see it like all, on all the like um, behind the scenes videos that the club does, particularly the video that they did after we won the league last season, you could just see like, he's that joker in the dressing room. He, he jokes around with the Greeks and like, he's brought that kind of Portuguese contingent close with, with the domestic players. And there's that good family atmosphere in the dressing room that we should not underestimate at all. That worries me at the back, like losing Semedo, not just for his ability on the pitch, but for the dressing room as well. Uh, will Avram continue? I don't know, man. There's still, there's, I, I think, I think they'll ring Yucholebas and have him as kind of the backup, backup option. Mm, and I think Avram will probably take a, take a role in the technical stuff and be around the team. All I will say is if Avram wants to play, I, I think you give him a spot on the roster and he can, you know, play twice a year. But if I think uh, uh, keeping him around is good. Question, but why But why would he insist if he sees a player like Galo Yeropoulos, who, I mean, why would you, why, oh, would, I don't you know. so, why would you be so stubborn? Spinelli. I don't know. Bro, I'm not saying he, I have. I have no idea what he wants to do. When, they, when would, yeah. When would he the, play? When his buddy he just, he just wants he the fans. I think that's the biggest thing with these no fans in the stadiums. Like the old guys just want one last go with the fans. You know what I mean? They picture a stadium like your background is like, which I don't know if it's even going to happen. Like, but maybe they're yeah. shooting, shooting the opportunity. Like might we're going to have packed season. Exactly. Like it, it's like years. it may not happen, guys. It's I don't want to do this like last episode but it's kind of like Spanulis you know like I want one last go with the fans maybe but are fans even going to be back we don't know Spanulis so. is Spanulis man Spanulis is like no Spanulis I don't care but I mean like veteran players who are just like I want one last go with the fans you know because I've been robbed of this and like that is so fair can you imagine like Kobe going out with no fans like come on you know so yeah it'd be pretty pretty awful yeah. um I actually want to bring up a player like and I I want to sort of address a couple of things uh kenny lala is kenny lala fit is he is he healthy is he just being not chosen um because i honestly like i also i wonder if we could see kenny lala in the three sort of doing what holebas does i wonder mm -hmm. if that's a feasible role like i know he's like pacey and we like that um but he's good defensively and physical um, I just don't know if the ball playing is there. And I also like, I don't think he fits as a wing back. So like if, you know, in the three, four, three, I don't know if he has a spot and it's unfortunate. I just, I, it's tough for him because he came from Strasbourg where, you know, it's a very defensive team. He's not being asked to, to go forward as much. And I just feel like there's, you know, the potential that him might just take him more time to adjust. Cause I still think he's talented, but I also wonder if, a move further back on the pitch would help him a little bit. What do you guys think? Uh, I, to be honest with you guys, like I'm really worried about this because I haven't read anything about an injury. Of course, I don't think you've heard anything about an injury. Like there's nothing in the papers saying there's an injury. Um, 
and it's just like not been there the whole time like i really like there's been moments but just like sometimes he disappears or sometimes it doesn't work and i don't want him to leave by any 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 stretch like i i would love him to stay for the summer and get it going but like by next december if it's not there questions will begin to be it actually totally be course questions are already being asked right now whether he's gone in the summer which is craziness in my opinion but um it's strange one because like wouldn't you even just bring you're bringing muhammad drager along for the ride like you know what i mean like so if he's not injured tell drager to Okay, I won't swear. Tell Drager to go <laughs> for vacation in Glifada. The beaches are now open. I don't know if you guys saw that. Beaches are now open. So, congrats to everyone in uh, Greece if you're going Dude. to the beaches. Every... Was Drager on the bench today? Was he on the bench? Did he make the trip? I... Uh, Peter may go for a look. Anyway, Drager is playing. Let's just say that. He's played a few games. He's played as a sub. Bullshit minutes. Like He's going to F off somewhere, and he sucked against Aris. How bad was he against Aris? Like... Since we were playing, did the basketball one, we didn't talk about him. Him and Lazar were useless, but... He was on anyway. the bench today, and, La- and Lala nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Anyway, so, like, what a waste of time, because Lala is actually a player who almost made it to the French national team, considered, like, a high-profile player. Like, get Lala some, like, fucking ego-boost... I swear. Uh, ego-boost minutes to, like, get himself going. You know what I mean? Like, come on now. What's the point of, of playing Drager against Adis when you can play Lala, who's actually could feature me, for this team let me like sort of throw a different argument out and then costa i'll let you you know I'll, I'll let you speak but just very quickly um i part of the reason he might be playing guys like Dreger and tiago silva and christensen is because martins wants to evaluate like do i have to let this guy go in the summer and maybe the fact that he's not playing lala means that he's not prioritizing that decision because he already has decided that you know we're gonna keep him and give him more time um, that's sort of my like counter argument. Maybe he's giving Lala a rest because uh, there are other players he wants to see more. That being said, I still want to see Lala because I think the time is valuable to get him, you know, playing in the in the team in the offense. But anyway, Costa, did you have something to say? No, I think you're right. I um, my reaction to all this was gonna, you know, to, gonna be to say that I think he's gonna keep him for preseason. And um, I'm not reading into the whole Lala thing too much, although with the Fortunis situation, I I do have some questions. I think they're a little bit different. Um, I think you're right, though. I think he wants to see players like uh, Drager and Thiago now and evaluate whether or not they're going to be part of the team next year. Um, It was interesting to see Thiago didn't start today and that sort of list started in, in a strong midfield with with two starters essentially but again you're asking yourself the question is like do i need a tiago silva or is 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 sort of enough in which case you say thanks tiago didn't work out go back to forest and then with with drager drager has just been one of those players that's been offered to us by an agent and we took him because you know we got a, a better player than him and said i'll take this one as well um <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't swear mostly. I'm sorry. I don't swear too often, but yeah, Costa, please keep going. I prefer not to speak about that comment. I'll I'll just... uh... (laughs) In private, in private, okay. Anyway, can I make a point real quick? Like, how much of them playing is also the club trying to get 
500,000 euros for them in the summer. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, these guys played 15 times for Olympiacos. They have talent. You know what I mean? Like, how exactly. much of it is that? And I will put 15 euros on the table right now that Drager and Thiago Silva are about to F off to Nottingham Forest in the summer. I clear, just clear. Either that or Aris. <laughs> oh, man. Drager would fit in. Thiago Silva. <laughs> God, it's actually like I honestly just want to see Adis become like Olympiacos rejects FC. Like, can we get like Gil Diaz to come back to Greece and play for them? Like, I honestly just it would just be even funnier to see all these players like on the same team together. Bjorn goes back to Greece, Alexis Romao back to Greece. Like, <laughs> that team probably finishes top three in the Greek league at this point with like. I can Panathinaikos not being able to do it as well. Like, you can't even say it wouldn't be successful. Like, <laughs> you, anyway, you know, you, you know, we started this segment saying let's talk about Galogeropoulos and let's talk about the centre backs, and we didn't talk about Galogeropoulos. Well, I mean, he was amazing. Like, can I? I don't know what 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 even else to say. Like, we're gonna tweet the data out tomorrow on Gate Seven INTL on our Twitter, and probably do a little Instagram graphic as well. Uh, because you know, we pretty much already know the data is gonna, gonna reflect how good he was. He was really strong in the air for the most part. He was, uh, resolute marking Barradas, you know, off the ball and with the ball, he looked comfortable passing it as well. You know, nothing crazy, but looked comfortable. A lot of young defenders, especially center backs, they do not look comfortable with it. Uh, he's 16 goddamn years old. Like this is this is amazing stuff. I mean, when I was 16, I was not doing that. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's like, it's, it's really hard. I don't, I don't know even how much we can, you know, provide analysis. Cause it's just like, if you watched him play, it's just clear. Like he's even like, he looks like 25 year old man as well. Like, I don't know how this kid is 16 and has like better facial hair than I do. Um, and like, looks like he's ready to go like as well. Like you look at Solakis and it's like, all right, this guy's seventeen. Kid. You know what I mean? I, I I was look, guys, I mean, these games are fucking boring, right? And I think all of us were excited because we look at the lineup and it's like there's eight Greek players, five players from the youth academy, I mean, from different different generations, albeit. Um, but we should we should emphasize that there were five players in the starting eleven. That come from our academy. So it was Zolakis, Kalogeropoulos, Andrutsos, Surlis, and Vrusai. For the record, I was so damn interested in seeing this kid. I'd heard earlier in the week they were saying he's a Retos, but possibly even better. It's like, okay, that's a bold statement. So I shit you not, I actually took notes everything this kid did. It was like 15 minutes into the game and he'd won like four defensive duels already. It's like third minute in the game, he was pressing on the halfway line and dispossessing the, the midfielder. And then outside the box, you know, sticking his toe in and clearing a dangerous situation, winning loose balls, um, second balls in the air against Barales, who's got 11 goals this season. El Arabi is the top scorer in the Greek league, 20 goals. The second top scorer has 12 goals. I think it's Makeda, don't quote me, but the second and the fourth, they have 12 to 11 goals. So Barales is an experienced veteran. He was getting 
owned by this 16-year-old to the extent that Barales had to get subbed off at halftime. It was insane. And you mentioned his passing ability. It was no nonsense in the first half. He didn't try and do anything special like those 30-yard balls that Cissé tries to play from you know one end to the other. Just simple, no nonsense. In the second half, what got me, the commentator goes at one point, Oh, uh, he, he's, uh, I think he's he's pulled a muscle or like he's cramping. He said he was cramping and he might come off. He stayed on another 10 minutes. And once the commentator said he's cramping, you started seeing him playing balls in between the lines, like direct balls into the midfield. And you're like, now you start to see that, that where that uh, Retos comparison comes from. The fact that he can play those balls in between the lines and he plays with his head up. He gets the ball and he starts to go forward, plays the ball out wide, comes back, positioning for a 16-year-old. My God, no, I was really impressed. I know it's against Asteras in a game that doesn't mean anything, but by God, I want to see this 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 kid play more. You know, it's funny. I wanted to um I wanted to make like a tweet after the game and be like, uh, you know those memes when it's like Karagoropoulos emptying his pockets when he gets home and it's like a picture of like car keys, wallet, and then like Barares. And I I wanted to tweet that out, but then I realized like would I have to say his home or like his parents' home or like, like he's, <laughs> do you live by yourself when you're 16? Like I was, <laughs> so I didn't do the tweet. It's, it's just like, yeah, he was fantastic uh, for all the reasons you said, Posta. Like, and, and especially um, as you mentioned, like making those passes into the midfield. And I want to touch on something that you also said, because like my first gut reaction when he came off was like, no, I want to see 90 minutes of him. Like Semedo doesn't need to play today. But um, Costa, you made the very good point. Because of the pandemic, uh, the U19 teams have what not played at all this year, or only started playing very recently. So, and he, I don't, he at the beginning of the season, he wasn't training with the first team. He came up uh, more recently, I think, as well. So he's not even had a full season of just like training, let alone playing games. Um, we saw him briefly against Adis at the end of the game, and and so you know he is still finding fitness as well. Uh, so. Obviously, you know, we don't expect him to be this world-class at 16 years old every time he goes out there. And it does, of course, help he's playing Asteras as well. But, you know, to think he's he's still finding fitness. If he had a full season of U19 games under his belt, you know, he'd be in shape to do that for 90 minutes instead of 65 or whatever he uh, he played today. Guys, the other thing is that Pedro Martins doesn't throw in a 16-year-old. Do you know what I mean? He's just not that type of coach. Yeah, yeah. So like the when he does, that, it's it's because he's goddamn good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's just it's kind of insane because we've been hearing all the Liatos, Chelios, all of these guys, you know, Sulis, Tolakis, and then like, it's like this guy just comes out of nowhere. He makes one squad list. I remember he made the squad list, and I texted you guys, and I was like, "Do we know who this is?" Like, I I didn't hear, I didn't know of him. Like. Just in December, I want to say even yeah, earlier, no. later. Yeah, there's there's like the five or six players' names that like flirt with the squad list throughout the season. And I remember exactly. just seeing like a post from one of the fan pages. I think it was redwhite.gr, and they were just like, Karogeropoulos begins training with the first team. And this was like not very long ago, right? Like yeah. I'd never heard of this kid before, and he's like 16 years old training with the first team. It's mad. Uh, massive yeah. rise to, to prominence for him. Hopefully. That was international duty. When everyone was away and they... Oh, that's yeah. right. Yep. Good point. Yeah, that makes sense. I I honestly am so excited with it because... Uh, yeah, the center back position is like... 
the complete opposite of the winger position. Just super exciting, you know, like so many exciting names, like who can play here? And you got to think like our starting central defenders right now, right now, if we go into next season, are Socrates and Semedo, like people were saying the best central defenders we've like the best one, two we've ever had. Now we're just like, we're, we're going crazy even more. Like, I don't want to put too much on this kid's back because we've seen burnout from kids, but like, Goddamn, this is really but, exciting. Like, this isn't like Mihailidis, like garbage <laughs> player who's young and plays because Pauk defenders are garbage. This is like a proper good player. Just very well, exciting. That's, that's one thing I want to say as well, because like as as we just said, we didn't know who this kid was two months ago, and uh, you know he's going to to get some attention in the press for this performance today. Um, you know, obviously, like I think back to Fet Fadzidis. Like this, this kid doesn't really want the attention. And in the case of Fet Fazidis, right, that's kind of the, the personality that he was. And walking outside and picking up the Fos and seeing Greek Messi with a uh, with your picture next to it is is quite a lot for a young kid. So, I mean, it, it might be wise to keep him out of the spotlight before like Greek Virgil Van Dyke or you know things like this, Greek Sergio Ramos, whatever. Um, come out on on the foes with his face next to them um so i mean it's it, we'll have to see what we do with him uh he he could even be due alone in the near future i mean who knows um it's hard to say you know there's something interesting that Jorgato said about Tsimikas. um i think when when he got his first start on the um, marco silva Tsimikas played I, I can't remember who it was against but anyway he played that game, and then the next game he was not even on the bench. And I remember Jorgato saying that that was like a test, a mental test for Tsimikas to see how he reacted. And um, <clears throat> I think later on, obviously, they decided to to loan him out to um, to that Danish club. Was it uh, Elfs? Not Elf, Not Elfsberg. Anyway, he went out to Denmark, and then he went out to Willem, but. It'll be interesting, interesting to see how they how they handle this kid. Um, because you're right, um, depending on his mental his mental ability, let's see the press tomorrow. Like you said, you know the next Van Dyke, the next Delas. I, I I don't know next Manolas, whatever they call him. Redsos already. We have comparisons. Um, very but very very exciting prospects. Well, and that's the thing as well, because in terms of like you mentioning how Chimikas, like, you know, gets a start and then gets a rest and it's a mental test for him. I mean, we've got Pauk, Panathinaikos last game of the season, and then Pauk Cup final again. I'm surprised if we see him in any of those three games, maybe Panathinaikos, but I feel like, and maybe we can get to this later. I feel like we want to make a statement against Pauk and we don't want to lose to them. And then I feel like we obviously are going to feel the competitive team for the Cup final. Um, so I don't think we see him for the rest of the year. And then of course there's friendlies in June, um, Europe in July. We probably once again, won't see him. It's, you know, the next time we see him playing senior team football could be this time next year. If we've clinched the league by 20 points and are playing Yanina or something again, I don't know. So, I, I mean, it might be a while before he gets his shot again as well. Just the way things are with Martins and, with the way the schedule is going to work. Yeah, Peter, I think that's a brilliant point. But the big thing from today is who was watching today. Hopefully a team from abroad you can send the film to, right? 
hopefully a team in Greece in the first division. I don't want to see him play in the second division, let's be real. And a team like Ellsberg comes up and they're like, okay, we'll let him play first team the whole year abroad against grown men in a decent league. That is the goal. The goal is not for him to come. Like, I would prefer him abroad than him as our fifth center back. Like, I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I want Markovic to play that role because he's gone and he's bossed it abroad in Serbia. He's played great for Partizan and blah, 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 right? Um, I just, I would love to see him go abroad if that's the right choice. Again, he's also 16 years old. Like, there's no harm in him playing. This would this would be the perfect time when there's an Olympiacos B in the second division, right? We, we've discussed this. But, like, can he stay in the academy or has he outgrown that completely? Like what we saw today, it seems like he's outgrown it completely. Let's be real. But I don't know what the next step is, guys. Like I, I don't know. I think That's we're really just gonna hard. have to wait and see. That's really hard. I mean, he's sixteen, and it's hard for a sixteen-year-old to go to another country. We, pro- I, I doubt the kid's been out of Greece. Yeah, to go and live somewhere, adapt. But then, like you mentioned going to another first division team do you know how bad the training facilities are exactly first division team? we're not we're not letting kuyas touch him kuyas is i mean they're ready again larissa are done do we right we should throw but a party still, you get the idea. for cheap anyway like he's gonna tear his acl on the pitch in la mia after like one game and he's yeah. gonna have to play like 20 home games there you don't want him yeah exactly that's the that's the scary you, this is why our, this is why our league is so incompetent because there's literally nowhere he could go and we're like okay he can go develop here knock like knock on wood Panionios is back in 4 years because they were always decent at it I felt and they have a decent pitch but like it's such a hard decision you're going to also let's be honest this kid just bossed the game against Asteras Tripoli and pocketed the second best striker in Greece second best striker let's just say <laughs> and you're going to have him go play against 17 year olds like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what are you gonna do? I don't know. What are you gonna do? Know. You're gonna have him play against the the Pauk Wonder Kids, who they're just Wonder Kids because Pauk are so shit that like they can play Wonder, they can play kids. <laughs> I don't know. You play him against the Pauk Wonder Kids who are 17. The next big save, thing. Save I don't tra- know. Save the trash talking for after the game. Lambro, you're setting us up for a dangerous precedent if we don't win on uh, on Wednesday or in the cup final. I, I, I've had enough with them. Either fans are <laughs> morons. Yes. They're going to be second this year, Lambro. They're going to be second in the league for what Bravo. Well done. You beat like a team that just came back from the second division like a year ago. You people are brilliant. I don't know. Good luck to them in the conference league. They'll need it. But dude, nobody, nobody wants to. Nobody else wants to like win. I swear, like Astaros want to win more than anyone else in like this this six besides us, obviously. But they just don't have the facilities or the the talent to win games against like these other teams. Just Did you see Makeda brilliantly <laughs> nailed a, a penalty right in the post against Ike too? It was just like colossal <laughs> losers like trying to lose the game back and forth. It's just watching these playoff games is just kind of hilarious. It, it would almost be better if they just ended the season so people didn't have to watch like these jokes of teams. Like give them the summer to figure it out because they're just they're laughing stocks and it's just it's kind of embarrassing to watch. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not going to talk anymore about other Greek teams because Oh, just... What did you guys think of Surlis? Now we've seen him a couple of games. 
couple flashes, man. It's it's interesting. Like we were um we were upset uh about Suarez playing in this position in central midfield. Uh we were confused when he did it like back towards the end. Like I guess I, I, this was maybe around the end of 2020 when he came in in the 4-2-3-1 as like a box to box. But I actually think he's he's not bad with it. Um he holds on to the ball pretty well, I would say. Um definitely like not super quick. And and when I say quick, I mean like he's not an unathletic player, but like quick in terms of like moving with the ball at his feet. Uh, but that I think comes with time. I, I think he he's good. I think he, you know, probably could have earned he probably could have done with a few more five minute stints throughout the season. I think he's of that caliber. Um I'm not as excited with him as I am about Karo but I, I think he was good today. I I let me just say this like he didn't blow it up and he doesn't like shock the world but for me he's on the level of Thiago Silva like there's no when I watch the two play football like I don't think Thiago Silva is significantly better than him so it's like uh moving forward I don't know what I don't think any of us know what his position wants to be he's not going to be a 6 will he be an 8 I don't know supposedly he wants to be a 10 or he plays as a second striker as a young kid so like it's another one of those cases where this kid needs to go abroad and he needs to go abroad ASAP. So he needs to figure out what positions he's going to play and he's got to play against grown men consistently and maybe he'll come back because at this point is him playing Thiago Silva minutes going to do anything for him playing against La Mia, Steras, he's never going to play against Pauk, Ike, Europe. So like if, if he's going to make the next jump, which he's already like a squad player, you know, like, and that's good, you know, like from a 17, 18 year old Greek young kid, like that's perfect for squad registration and things like that. So, but the question is, can we take him to the next level, right? That's what we want. So, and for him to do that, I think he has to go abroad. Like he has, like you see when he turns on the ball and he plays a nice quick pass, he, it looks good. But one thing I noticed, the left foot is non-existent. Have you guys noticed that? He can't even play a simple one with the left. So there's just simple things. He needs to go abroad and he needs to play, you know? He, he's not playing. So we need to see him abroad for at least a season. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we talked about Karol Geropoulos maybe too young to go abroad, but Sulis is a couple years older. So I see that. Um, yeah, no, I agree with pretty much everything you said there, Lambro. I think... Uh, he's not going to get the necessary experience with us. And, and he's a bit more at the time where, and I, I also think playing abroad might help him with the issue of like, where do you play? You know, if you actually get more minutes, uh, I think that helps. And I also don't think like, think about um, Andruzos as well. He was like central midfielder, second striker, like all the way through. And then this year he's just like, he's playing right back and he's fantastic at it. So Maybe that will happen with Solis. Like he goes somewhere else and that the team he's at happens to have a need for a number six. And he turns out to be really good at that position and his left foot gets better. It's hard to say, but I think um, that problem will be answered by him going abroad. And it connects to like, we were, we were tweeting out during the game because we were so excited about all the young kids playing. Like Olympiacos have the best young players in Greece. Like, you know, we were, we were, we were kind of patting ourselves on the back. If anything, I would say and a few people got upset and I think maybe part of the reason people got upset is because um, we have talent in the academy, but it's not like we are like amazing at developing these players. As we've talked about before, like we didn't do a lot of the development for Chimikas and Vrusai. 
we sent them to somebody else and they did it for us and they came back and they were good. So I think like that's something that we could maybe see with Suris, even just away from the playing time. Like, well, I mean, to be fair, obviously the playing time is part of a reason because like we're concerned with winning games and that's a lot of times not conducive with playing the youth. But I mean, that's that's another reason to send them off is like they <laughs> they seem to develop a lot better when they're not uh, playing in Greece for whatever reason. Yeah, and if I can make this point real quick, like people are mad because we're not developing the youth. And I know Costa is a bit upset as well. Like he's made this point clear, but like we're not Pauk. You know, we can't drop points in the league against La Mia, Larissa and play Chigaras, Michalidis, these like young players because that's not acceptable for our club. Like it's it's just not acceptable. Like mediocrity is something that's acceptable there, but like it's not acceptable here. So what are you going to do? It, it, it's a difficult spot to, to put us in. So the best way is the Chimikas method. It is literally the Versailles method. It is to send them out there to play and that's it. They're developed by us. They can get a few first-team experiences in this type of situation. We kind of see, okay, some of these kids have it. And you send them abroad and let them, let them figure it out for themselves. And it's real sink or swim. Like, some of these kids will go, to, go abroad, and they will just, they won't have it. They may not have it, but some of them will, and they'll come back and they'll become stars. That's the only way to do it for our club. I, I, I don't, I, I, that's the only way I can see it with our media landscape. So it's like... They can talk shit all they want, but they can play Mihailidis and he screws up and they lose against Larissa. Like, if that's what they're content with, that's what they're content with. Losing titles and developing Mihailidis and selling him to Serie B for 2 million euros. I don't know. Like, if you guys want that, I don't want that. I, just, so, I don't know. So you have a point, and we touched on it earlier, which is that other Greek clubs, s sending players out on loan to other Greek clubs, you don't get much in terms of value added for that loan term uh, i think there are minimal cases like mitroglu who went to atromitos who went to panionios and he scored loads of goals and he he came back and he had that experience of playing in the first team uh, being a number one striker etc etc um sending players out on loan to levadiakos like we've done with uh with marinos or this, this cypriot kid, costi uh, I don't know. I mean, they're going to come back in the summer and we're going to see them or, or, or not. But um, I think it's one of those situations where we are developing these kids by or through our network and through our relationships with clubs in better leagues. So I see Surlis, for example, when I think, you know, Dutch league, Eredivisie, uh, Willem, I think that that door is definitely going to be open in the summer for him potentially but here's my problem why do we sign an abdeslam wadu instead of playing a center back from our academy why do we sign a tiago silva instead of giving those minutes this year to surlis why do we sign uh kuipers like why i mean the answer is simple costa because Martins doesn't trust him, and he's like, does he, he trust Kai? Does he trust Kuipers? For some Crazy. reason, yes. <laughs> I can't tell you why. He didn't I, sign him. Yeah. He didn't sign him. But I mean, this is a club policy thing. It's not Martins. It's a club policy issue. 
Yeah, and I, well, I would also say though, I think Martins is pressured by the club. You know, because like, not even it might not even be direct pressure. Maybe he just knows Olympiacos you don't lose in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's uh, that comes with the territory. That's that's something that's something a little bit different. I mean, Tiago is not. Tiago is not a first team player. He's a rotation slash backup player. How many games has he played this year? Like seriously, like look at what he's offered. Real games, he's not played very many. He's played some meaningless games. So what does he offer? And why does he eat that opportunity from a kid that comes from from inside our own institution, from inside our club? That's what I don't get. That's my that's my issue with with the the policy that we have in the team. There's no difference. There's no yeah. difference. No, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I I just uh, I I don't know if it's Martins making the decision. I don't know if it's the club making the decision. But for some reason, he trusts older players. I would say. And can I make a comment real quick? Like, Marinakis bought Nottingham Forest to get them to the Premier League. Okay, that's cool. But like, uh, we were having this discussion with our blogging team. Like, how? much better for Olympiacos, maybe even for Nottingham Forest, if Marinax went and bought a team in the Netherlands, Belgium, Ligue 2 in, in uh, France. Like, how much better would that be <laughs> for all parties if we had a place where we could send our young players and there was a, you know, like almost like Wolves have, there's like a Greek culture there in the Netherlands. There's a whatever in France, whatever it is, like, wouldn't that be just so much better if Kaloyeropoulos walks in the door to a little Greek village in France, right? And that they play in Ligue 2 and he's playing against grown men. He has people who speak his language. He d- Does that make sense at all to you guys? Like, I, I know that's asking a lot of the owner to be like, oh, go buy another yeah, team and yeah, fund. Specific, you know what I, I mean? It's unrealistic that Marinakis is going to do that. But that money would come back like this, guys, because that's how you develop. He would develop so many youngsters instead of sending them to random teams out there. Maybe the, the agent relationship ways, what we're going to do. But like in a fantasy land that I have, that would be just fantastic if we could, we could get a feeder team almost like some of some of these big teams do have. But it's never been vocalized in this way. But the reason that he bought Nottingham Forest was not because it's one of the most historic clubs in in England, uh, which which it is, is because if he gets to the Premier League with that club, the amount of money that he gets is is absolutely ridiculous. And who knows if he you know wanted to use you know use some of that money for us? That'd be fantastic to have access to Premier League kind of level funding that he could you know dish out left and right, Olympiacos, Nottingham Forest, do it. He does what he wants with his money. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the Forest relationship is really not doing anything for us in terms of developing players. Uh, you could argue perhaps Bukalakis having that one season there was, uh, it was good for him and he came back a better player. But I mean, it was a free transfer. I think he, he left on a free transfer. Then, they got rid of him. I can't remember exactly how it went down, but we haven't. Besides Bukalakis, I can't think of anybody. Kafu. Kafu's not coming <laughs> back, man. Kafu's too good for us. He's uh, he's in the championship now. He's a top player for Nottingham Forest. Yeah, I mean, but, I, well, Kafu is an example of how they benefit from it more than we do. This the relationship between our two clubs, I would say. But 
you talk to them and they're they are not happy with us they hate our guts they the the guy there what's his name I, the athletic wrote an article uh that the the greek guy who's running Nottingham Forest is about to yeah he's about to be kicked out the door because their fans are pissed like Mm, you know, like supposedly the recruitment has been bad. They signed Gaetan Bong. Do you guys remember him? From the first days of Rudy he was. They signed him. Oh, no. They signed him. They oh, signed no. BS. You know, so their fans don't love. And then they and then they signed like Karim Ansarifad, and he never even touched the pitch. Right? They they signed Guerrero, and he's off to Spain in the winter. So their fans hate our guts too. And they now they're about to get Lazar Angelovic and Drager and Thiago Silva back, and they're going to hate us even more. <laughs> like, they're going to kill us, yeah, you know? The Lazar memes in England are going to be legendary. I was going to say, one of the jokes I was going to make earlier, um, Lazar is the least excited person about the lockdown restrictions uh, being loosened in Greece because he was actually already doing all the illegal stuff before. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, I, I would love to type Lazar Angelovic in Twitter after a Nottingham Forest 3 0 loss. And he... <laughs> <laughs> the reactions would be brilliant. But anyway, guys, I wanted to talk about something that we've gotten fired up about, and that's Tzolakis. And he kind of fits into this thing too. He's 17, 18 years old. What's next for Tzolakis? A lot of people are saying Gigi Buffon come in and mentor the kid if Sa leaves and he plays. Gigi Buffon can go mentor him in the sec in the Netherlands. If uh, <laughs> yeah. Gigi Buffon wants to go play for Willem and be a backup to Tzolakis, he can go mentor him there. Exactly. Um, I think Tzolakis is alone. Uh, Lambro was like, Tzolakis, <laughs> Tzolakis misplayed a few balls today. It has to be said. And like every time Lambro's like, see, this kid sucks. I could have done that better. Get him out of my club. Fire him into the sun. I don't want to see this. Lambro was like loving it. It's almost as if Lambro like no, no, Tzolakis no. to like just dribble the ball into his own goal and concede. Like, and like to be fair, like yes, it's true that you know he there were a couple you know balls he just played like way over out of bounds to nobody. There were a couple balls that just didn't have enough on them, and they were you know immediately recovered by an Astaras player. There was one, or actually there were two instances where he didn't get it. He didn't clear it quickly enough, and uh, it sort of nicked off the Astera striker coming into pressure and went for a corner. One of them, I will say, Suolis kind of played a soft ball back to him that allowed the, the Astera player pressing to come get it. It shouldn't have uh, even been a difficult situation, but, you know, whatever. Uh, both of them were at fault for that. But, like, this is a classic thing that young goalkeepers are uh, struggling with. This is, like... The, the hardest part of the game for a goalkeeper is is with the feet. Um, goalkeepers are goalkeepers because they're good with their hands, right? So most goalkeepers, you know, they have trouble with this stuff when they're younger. And as we've talked about and as I've written about in the blog, Kostas Solakis is younger playing in the first team than most goalkeepers. Like most goalkeepers are not even in the first team anywhere at the age that he is. So like to see this stuff, you know, it gives you a bit of a, a you know, you're a bit nervous uh, when he does that, I mean, I, if you care about the game, I, I really didn't. But, you know, but you're also like, this is completely to be expected and something that will get better with experience. And he needs to get game time somewhere. Uh, and playing now in these games doesn't hurt, certainly. Um, I should also say that there are some things that, like the mental aspect, he is very, like, we were talking about his positioning. He knows where his goal is really well. He knows where to be. He has a He does a really good job of being aware of where the players are on the other team and where 
you know, where to position yourself in the goal. That's something that also takes a lot of time. And he seems very natural with that. So it has to be said, and of course, he's also got the physical frame and the reflexes to be a good shot stopper. So like, I'm not worried about it at all. Um, Lambro, I know is seething as I, as I give him a, a bunch of compliments in this speech, but I mean, I, I, yeah, I think it is alone. I, I kind of think Christensen backup plus sign someone new, assuming saw leaves as the starter is uh, the way to go and let Solakis play a full season of first team football somewhere over, uh, abroad. Yeah, I, I guess I'll go. Um, goalkeeper is just one of those difficult positions, though, where also is like a villain who's like fighting for relegation, survival. Like, those are one of the few spots where you're like, we don't really want an 18 year old goalkeeper as well. Like, so it's kind of harder to find. A, and a goalkeeper is a one position, and we want him to play, right? So we have to say this team, you ha- he has to play. So you're telling a team fighting relegation in the Netherlands you have to play a 17-year-old or 18-year-old. It's much more difficult than saying, like, oh, Marios Rusai, a young winger who can play both wings, like, he needs to play, right? So it's, it's going to be difficult as well. Like, I can't think of how we're going to develop this goalkeeper because I don't know many teams abroad. Like, maybe we're going to have to send him to an even smaller league to get this done because... To be honest with you, a Dutch team may take on some Greek youngsters, but they, they're they smart enough to be like, yeah, we're going to take a 32-year-old Dutch goalkeeper. to get. Does that make sense to you guys? Like, I, I feel like goalkeeper is just a risky position for these teams that aren't like middle tier. Like Willem is a relegation team in, in the Netherlands. Like, I don't know. It's, it, it's difficult for them, and it, it's difficult for us. Like, what are we going to do with him? I don't know. But alone sounds fantastic to me. If a Dutch team comes up and say, we'll play your 17, 18-year-old goalkeeper all season, brilliant, let's do it. Like, He's he's one who's going to be difficult to get onto that loan because I think some teams are going to be scared to do it, to be honest, some of these relegation teams. I think this is one of the ones where it really hurts to not have the U19s, I would say, for the reasons. Because you make really good points, Lambro. Like, first of all, um, you know, with, with a winger, you can play them for 30 minutes and sub them off. For a keeper, like it's you're not usually wasting a sub on a goalkeeper, although Martins actually did today. Shout out to Karagiris, by the way, who got 10 minutes. He's also a young goalkeeper um, who we should also be thinking about trying to develop. But uh, yeah, it is it is really difficult to get goalkeepers time. And I think that also might be a reason that we don't see them usually uh, getting all this playing time at uh, at the level that Zolakis is at. So yeah, I mean, I do think it's a question, but I think alone even at a crappy team is better than the bench. It's even Gaffer. better because the crappy teams takes how many shots on goal, right? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me play devil's advocate here for a second. So we're saying he's a good shot stopper, he's got good positioning, he's got good reflexes, he packs a good punch, which experienced keepers don't even do that. Um, now, we're saying that we don't like him or he needs to get better at playing with his feet. So at these clubs that we're saying we're going to loan him, is he actually going to play? be playing a lot with his feet? Because we're the type of team that plays possession football, likes to play out the back. You need a keeper like that. So I don't know, man. Like to go and again, to, to go and give him to Kalamata or to go and no, no disrespect Kalamata or Lamia, some team in division, in division one in the Super League in Greece. You can learn that those things in training. We have a very good goalkeeper coach 
uh, Agroyanis. I can't remember his first name. And Nikopolidis but, too as the under-19 coach who he's going to play I games mean, with. Yeah. But he's not going to drop in the under-19s. Yeah, I know, but just as a mentor, I guess. Kalispera Rethimno. Yineka Munatahanya. Andreas Kostopoulos. Sorry, I just had to. Big up Crete. Love it. Uh, I Also, another side. Is goalkeeper one of those positions where a, a young kid can play in Greece also? Like we said, like the fields are shit. Like for a young player, it's kind of, it's kind of crap. But like as a goalkeeper, like let's say Tolakis goes to Yanina. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Like I think Yanina would be a perfect fit for him for like a year and a half loan. I don't know. They have Ludigan, whatever. They have that brilliant young coach. That sounds like that would work. But like maybe sending him to a Greek team works because... Greek teams are different and like the field condition doesn't matter as much and the facilities don't matter as much for uh uh what's it called goalkeepers I don't know like this is this is just brainstorming I I don't know guys the club's gonna figure it out this summer hopefully my prediction is personally I don't think he'll go anywhere that's just my prediction I don't know what you guys think but I kind of expect him to stay I think we'll do a similar thing where it's him and Christensen both stay um, because I, the, the rationale that I get for this from Martins, not that I agree with this is, uh, uh, we want Solakis to maybe play some rotation, but <laughs> not necessarily going to rely on him as the second string. That's kind of what I think they might be thinking at the club. I don't think Martins was happy with what he saw from Zolakis today, or at least like, look, you guys said it. There were a couple of times in the game where he got pressed. Uh, one was a bad back pass and, uh, you know, I think uh, it got deflected off the attacker. It went over the bar. Then another one went out for a corner. Um, but I don't know. There's something about this kid. I mean, like you said, he's just set at, at 17 with that frame, like how big he is. And the save he made against Addis for Manos' goal, guys. It's like, okay, it ended up in the net from a lucky deflection, but the way he got down and opened his body up to stop that tapping in the first place, that was, that's something that an experienced keeper does the way he opens up his body his he makes himself big, his foot's out wide. Like, I mean, it was a great save and it was unlucky that it deflected onto Manos, his head and then went in. But, but uh, there's something about him. I don't know. Um, let's see. Let's see. Should we move well, on to man of the match? Yeah, Actually. I was going to say I think it's about that time for man of the match. Um should we all should we all say it together Kalogeropoulos on 3, you know, like is Kavlo Kavlo Yeropoulos. I apologize. My apologies. He will be known as Kavlo Yeropoulos. <laughs> yeah, I mean is we've discussed at length how good he is. Wait, this um, is funny. Already. What if what if uh, Tolakis gets cloned out to uh, Ionikos and he trains at Olympiakos because our facilities are so good? <laughs> Can you imagine he he's playing there, but he just comes to they're, us to train and like use the facilities? Get promoted, right? Are they first? Yeah, or they, are, they are. First? Yeah, so that would be maybe. classic. Also, are they gonna play in our stadium? That's for another day. I this is a long history. Like, of course, that we can talk about this with Adi. Adi will like full nerd on this so we'll get into <laughs> him like but like supposedly they may play in our stadium we'll see 
surely we loan like every our entire oh, Ionikos just becomes Olympiakos B. Like I, nobody's I making like the Addis jokes again. We just like like why wouldn't we play like Tiago Silva, star of Ionikos next season <laughs> in their first year up? I actually like actually no. Well, man of the match will finish, and then I have a, a smaller um, point to make. But anyway, man of the match, Karagodopoulos for me. Uh, coach is great. I'm going to give Martinez an A plus because he played Karagodopoulos. That's uh, that's all we really <laughs> need to say about this. I don't even care that we didn't win, but. Um, anyway, Costa, what's what are your what are your picks for today? No, Cavalagiropoulos, uh, man of the match uh, for me. Um, coach is great. Yeah, probably. I mean, what is what is there to say? Is like it was a nothing game. I think I said a couple of episodes ago that I'm not going to give coaches grade anymore yeah. unless it's a game that means something. So I'm going to stick to that. Sorry for being a party pooper. Yeah. God, the, the the biggest thing that pissed me off is like, I can't believe I haven't said it yet. Hassan, light post, lamp post, just useless tonight. Just Bruma was horrible too. I actually want Bruma to was goddamn terrible. Like, oh my god, my eyes hurt hurted a lot. Like people were posting it. Like Hassan literally can't do anything to get subbed off. Sometimes it was like Rusai had a few good moments, and it's just like he gets taken off at halftime. Like. Hassan has been like a lamp post for like three weeks now. He gave the assist to Fortunis, I know, but like, just does nothing. Anyway, uh, I'll just give like a B plus for all the young players playing. But like the subs, I would have liked Rusai to stay on. Uh, I would have, I would have enjoyed to see maybe uh, a left back change. Maybe um, is anyone on the bench? Was Oleg on the bench? I don't Oleg know. Was on the bench, yeah. 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 He was. So I have. Anyway, Archie, but that's it. Yeah, yeah, my man yeah. of the match, we all know who he is. So, yeah. I have a random point, and then we'll wrap up. I was thinking about this a few days ago and forgot to think about it before now. Like, I was just, I, what do you guys think about like the way teams are promoted and relegated? Like, I, I, I might be completely off base here. I feel like having more teams promoted and relegated per season might actually help the Greek league be more competitive. And the reason I say this is because um, if you enable the small teams to stay up more, they get more comfortable playing park the bus football. And maybe this is just like bias because Yanina are up in their first year and they probably, you know, they were the best team uh, in Super League two last year. And they probably were playing a fairly positive style of football in Apollo. And also I would say uh, relative to the other small teams, they played pretty decent football as well you know, compared to Larissa, Panitopikos, Lamia. Do you guys, like, is it, is it just coincidence that it's like this? Or do you guys think that would actually help, like, with, you know, the, the small teams just all playing the same, like, boring football, park the bus? Or do you think it's just, like, inevitable because they're always going to be small clubs? W- what are your thoughts? I, I guess I'll go first. Uh, I would love to see, like, one more team relegated, maybe, or, like, two teams in a relegation playoff. I personally be. think it should just be straight up worst three teams go and then but I mean yeah. like I said like I'm just like I, I would love to see Panatolikos and La Mia like disappeared as clubs to be completely honest with you like they just do nothing for me and there's some thing is there's some decent clubs like in our bottom tier like Panionios I know rest in peace I just love them like I have a soft spot for them because I don't know that we we've gotten some great players from there and have some stories from them but like there's some good teams down in the the second division and third division, whatever, who could be better than this, than like La Mia 
Panatolikos. Like, I don't know. I would love to see more relegation. And you know what's interesting, Peter? Like, I swear to God, Panatolikos is going to get played off the field by the second team in the Super League 2. I could so see them just getting dominated by them well, because the Super League 2 well team is probably... Year. Yeah, and, and exactly with Apollona, just like these Super League two teams are actually playing decent football to get promoted. It's like someone has to play decent football. You can't just park the bus against each other, right? So they come up against Panatolikos, who just knows park the bus and garbage football, and they beat them, right? So we'll see. I would love to see more teams get relegated because it means like less Panatolikos, less La Mia. So maybe I'm biased. Laris. Also, we, we need to say Larissa got re- relegated. I made it real quick comment. Rest in peace, Larissa. Pinaka's like, coming to us for like peanuts, hopefully, this summer. Knock on wood. Everyone. Man, he's honestly like. But he's dropped he's off been so disappointing bad. Disappointing as well. I he's know. Been disappointing. So the price has gone down even more. So hopefully, we can get him for like literally a penny and loan him out to, to, to Villem again. Villem going to be stacked this year. <laughs> but yeah, Costa, what do you think about this? Uh, honestly, don't really have much of an opinion on that, to be fair. But um, it's some years ago we had twenty teams in the league, yeah, and they've been playing around with this for such a long time that always they just need, they, do, they just need to make a stable system how we how we play. Like, I mean, I'm I get it. They've been experimented, and there are money issues involved. There's not a lot of money in Greek football to go around like twenty teams. Um, so I don't know, man. I don't. Really they need to do the Swiss there. model. I'm telling you, the Swiss model here is ten teams. I think it's ten teams, and everyone play. It's three times. Everyone plays. I want to say maybe four times, but three sounds more right to me. And that's it. Ten teams. You got. At that point, we're looking at decent teams where we have our top five, whatever that is. Um, we all know what that is. But then you have room for Asteras. You have room for Yanina. And then you have, then you have whatever's left. Like Ofi, one day can be something. Who knows? You know, like Atromitos Volos. I think Atromitos Volos. Like at that point, like the league's pretty decent. And then then relegation's interesting because it's like Atromitos Volos. It's not like Larissa and Panatolikos. Like it's like okay, these are semi-respectable teams, right? So I don't know. Any more incentive? I think playing four times is 36 games for a season, which is what we play already. Yeah, so actually, that would be brilliant. Like, I don't know. I'd, I hate the playoffs. I hate the playoffs. You guys know it, Costa, and I have gone into debates about this. Like, I hate it so much. I, I'd love to see it go to the Swiss model because it works brilliantly here. I don't know if you guys have seen a Swiss league table. It is yeah, insane. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Like, it's good here. Anyway. Let's see. We have new management in the Greek Football Federation. But then again, yeah, this is Super League, so it's different. You see, like it's complicated in Greek football, man. It's just like I don't know. Well we can we, we can we can hope. Maybe this, yeah, maybe Epo will come out with something and we'll discuss it more then. But no, I just had that random thought the other day. I figured I'd bring it up. That's all. That's really all we have uh to discuss today. Thank you so much to everybody who's listened or watched, especially if you've made it this far. Make sure to leave a like on the YouTube video if you're watching on YouTube. Give us a subscribe. Turn on that notification bell so you can know whenever we're going live or whenever a video has come out. Uh, Thank you so much for everybody who's tuned in live, left us a like on Facebook or Twitter. Um, We always appreciate it, and we always appreciate the comments as well. Uh, Keep your eyes open for the awards. The awards are coming out, and uh, we're really, really excited for all the fans to play a part. We've got a lot of fun stuff planned for the awards show, so make sure to tune in live 
And if you can't tune in live, catch it the next day because uh, we're really looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, that's about all I've got. We'll be back midweek. We play Pauk. Uh, one more thing. Remember, Olympiacos title celebration virtually happening after the Pauk game, I believe. If you haven't gotten your tickets already, make sure to do so and be part of the celebration uh, to honor this great team. So thank you so much, everybody. We will see you very soon. You just listened to an episode of the Gate 7 International Podcast, a podcast connecting Olibiakos fans from Brussels to Tokyo, from Toronto to Geneva. We are four Olibiakos fans from every corner of the world, bringing you news and interviews of the team you love in English. With new episodes twice a week, you'll never miss out on the latest updates and stories of the team you love. If you liked what you heard, make sure to follow us on social media at Gate7INTL. Give us a subscribe on YouTube or even leave a review on all our podcast channels. Until next time, this is our team, our city and our story. Thrilos, he said. Στο μυαλό κάτι μαγικό.